Welcome to Machine Learning. Well, um, this week I did a lot of work with XGBoost. And uh, the interesting thing about XGBoost is not that it's the most uh, friendly algorithm, but it's one of the algorithms that can be used with very large data sets. It uh, uh, is scalable. Um, it, it paralyzes really. Uh, it can be run in parallel, and it can be run over the network, and so you can feed literally hundreds of millions of records to it. Um, and the way it works is it has uh, weak classifiers, and then it takes the sum of those weak classifiers and uh, gives uh, gives an output if you're dealing with a binary. So you can do logistic binary which is uh, zero or one as an output and uh, and then you can have large number of features and uh, you can separate those features into a space uh, into spaces called a split point uh, and so the XGBoost is uh, a popular algorithm for doing classification and uh, so when I ran it against uh, the fraud detection data, and I assume that that fraud detection data was normalized uh, because I didn't normalize it or regularize the data, uh, it had a 99% recognition, whereas the logistics regression was somewhere around 97. So it did have a higher percentage, and so it seems to work real well. Uh, and I'm wondering if at the uh, the neural net, the deep learning beats will beat the XGBoost if you have more features. So if you move to say to 10,000 features or, or larger uh, data sets that if there's advantage in the deep, deep learning uh, because it can it has uh, multiple layers and so those layers are catching different features in the data that the XGBoost may not be able to catch. But the weak learning algorithm, which is basically fit, greater than 50% chance, uh, did pretty well. All right, this book uh, that I'm gonna talk about today is called Marketing Imagination. He states, uh, the author states, that the purpose, purpose of business is to create and keep customers. So that <clears throat> creating and keeping customers uh, means that you can stay in business. Market myopathy is the corporate consciousness, conscience-raising experience designed to narrowly direct all energies at satisfying the customer. Marketing is providing what the buyer wants, and marketing purpose is to keep the customer. Selling is mass-producing a product. The value is the asset and the asset's value is the capability, capacity for it to generate revenue. So and you, when you look at it from that standpoint, if you have an asset, it, the asset's value is its capacity to generate revenue. And uh, the way you would do that is it has, that asset has to satisfy a customer need. And as long as the demand remains strong for that uh, product there's a certain price that the customer will pay and that then will generate revenue through increased volume 
or uh, higher prices. So selling focuses on production and packaging. To do what you have to produce and deliver goods and services, the people want and value at prices and under conditions that are reasonably attractive relative to those offered by others to a portion of the customers large enough to make these prices and conditions possible. Uh, and so that's basically talking about the indifference curve. If the customer is indifferent to your brand or product, then he would be quick to abandon your brand or product um, and choose another because he's indifferent to um, to your company. However, um, if there if if he does if he does value your price and your offering and the conditions that are attractive, then he will purchase uh, with you. So when they, you study large data and uh, look at customer churn, it all comes down to the quality of the offer, uh, the right price, the right value, and uh, the uh, um, particular brand recognition because brand is comparable. To continue to do that, the enterprise must produce revenue in excess of cost in sufficient quantity and with sufficient regularity to attract and hold investors in the enterprise. And what we call that in machine learning is uh, recency, frequency, and monetary. So we look at those those quality uh, and to determine if the customer is are returning and they're making uh, frequent purchases and are doing so on a regular uh, a regular trend. So you can analyze that trend. Uh, and we're not looking, at, at the trend should not be in a case by case, but it should be as a general trend. And the general trend then uh, gives an indication of, of what, uh, how the company should react to different uh, offerings and, and possibly generating new offerings to improve uh, revenue. In setting up your company goal, always set the standard in terms of production volume, profit, and expanding stockholder equity. Never state them in terms of market factors. Customers need fulfillment, customer service objectives, or um, marketing targets. So that's critical. What he just said is set your company goal, but don't do it. Um, never state it in terms of a marketing factors customer need fulfillment, customer service objectives, or marketing targets. So don't, don't use any of those factors when you set the goal. No enterprise, no matter how small, can do any of this by mere instinct or accident. It has to, be, have, um, it has to clarify its purpose, strategies, and plans and the larger the enterprise, the greater the necessity that these be clearly written down, clearly communicated, and frequently reviewed by senior members of the enterprise. And uh, when, you, when they say that it, it cannot be done, uh, it cannot be done by mere instinct or accident, that means that it has to be done by data and data analytics. And so... 
the, your team of data engineers and analysts um, and uh, machine learning AI should be putting together the data in such a way that it will help um, not necessarily drive the the goals of the company, but uh, they should be accessible to support or validate that the goals of the company are correct. And then senior management should be constantly be reviewing those objectives. Market imagination. Nothing drives imagination like imagination. Imagination starts things going and work makes it happen. Marketing imagination is the starting point of success in marketing. Marketing brings understanding about customers and their problems. Marketing provides a means to capture their attention and their customs. That's interesting is when we often talk about corporations, we talk about the company culture. Um, and when we talk about groups of people, we talk about their signs, customs, and cultures. So we use those three signs, customs, and cultures. And so marketing has to be very sensitive to those customs um, in order to capture their attention. Business needs to find out what problems people are trying to solve. Differentiation represents an imaginative response to the existence of potential customers in such a way as to give them compelling reasons to want to do business with their originating supplier. Marketing provides deeper understanding of consumer uh, behavior. Marketing means asking the customer to do something different than they normally do. And, uh, you know, that was uh, interesting. If you look back in history, what are some of the things that uh, were asked, uh, the consumer was asked to do? Well, uh, self-checkout, that was one. If they did self-checkout, uh, you get faster exit out of the store. And an incentive would be that uh, companies then would have less tellers um, to process people. And so people did their own uh, self-checkout. Another was self-service at the gas pump. Originally, gasoline was considered too dangerous to be pumped by um, uh, regular or ordinary consumers without training. And so they uh, eventually, it, the devices had shutoff valves and uh, breakaway hoses, uh, emergency buttons. But I do remember one time, uh, my daughter, when she was first learning how to fill gas, she got confused about the, um, the, the levers. And for some reason, um, the gas overflowed and got on the ground. And, uh, and uh, there were people that were cursing and stuff, but it didn't lead to anything uh, catastrophe. But there was... Uh, there need to be cleanup that was done because there was gas on the ground. Anyway, there. Uh, what I'm getting at is that there, it, it, there was some level where self-service backfired in this case where uh, the product safety mechanisms didn't work. Perhaps if they had machine learning or AI, it could have alerted to the fact that there was gas overflowing. It could have detected smell of gasoline in the air exceeding a certain threshold. It could have shut down the pump and... Uh, this could have been prevented. 
Imagination involves intellectual and artistic inventiveness. It means discovering why customers prefer your product over a competitor. And uh, it comes down to price and value. Um, if you have the right price point and the offer is right and the conditions and timing are right, they will make a purchase from you if it is a comparable product. Um, and you can see that with uh, iPhone and uh, Samsung's Galaxy. And a lot of ways, um, there are some uh, differentiating products that Apple offers. Uh, they, they have some services that are better than LG, like their security. Um, they have a, a lot of their apps are, are reviewed by the app store, so they're safer to be run on your device. But then as far as if you were just comparing functionality on the LG to the um, iPhone, the LG functionality is, is equivalent in terms of its performance and uh, screen size and cost. So when you, uh, there has to be differentiating factors that are important to the customer to uh, maintain and keep the iPhone. The essence of competition is providing something different and providing it better than your competitor. The differences weigh strong with the customer, stronger with the customer than price. Every major industry was once a growth industry. Failure is at the top. One after one company products were runaway substitutes for products they replaced. The self-deceiving cycle includes four factors. The belief that grew Growth assured by the expanding and more affluent population. Two, the belief that there is no competitive substitute. Three, too much faith in mass production and advantages of rapid declining unit prices as output rises. Four, a preoccupation with a product. And five, in all cases, there must be an appropriate system of rewards, audits, and controls to assure that the intended get uh, properly done when not, that is quickly, uh, quickly rectified. Now, when you look at um, Hyundai, that's a, just a fantastic case in point. And maybe you could even argue Tesla, because Volt had the electric car first, but Tesla... Um, uh, uh, definitely is dominating the electric car market and it is now has the lar largest market share exceeding Ford and uh, and also Hyundai and so wh why um, when you look at uh, these companies they uh, like Ford for example it had fuel cell it had electric cars uh, but but they didn't mass produce it and they didn't capture that market how you look at Nissan's Leaf, it was out early, it had a low price point, but it, it didn't have the style that the Model S did. And so people were willing to pay more money for the Model S than they were for the Leaf. And uh, they were getting better um, uh, range and, and uh, had the, you know, the fast acceleration from zero to 60 in four seconds. Uh, plus it had a lot of the uh, incentives like the um, fully self-driving chip, the FSD chip, and uh, um, lots of safety features and convenient features uh, in the Teslas. So, it again, the focus on mass producing and unit price uh, were not enough of a reason 
to sustain their growth uh, by these other companies. And so as a result, you see um, these new high-tech companies uh, disrupting some of the older, well-established uh, companies and will continue to do so. And so um, that's where the market imagination needs to come in is to find new ways to meet customer needs and to uh, provide uh, more competitive products.